Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Only Four Words Podcast. As always, we like to say that neither Melanie nor I are uh, doctors and that the advice that we give is anecdotal only. If you are having symptoms or you're having concerns, please consult your physician. Janet Therese is an intuitive coach who helps people integrate their unique spiritual practice into daily living, increasing self-awareness and compassion. She's got many years of experience, which includes working with those who consider themselves to be empaths, clarifying what is actually happening when they are adversely affected by their psychic sensitivity, and more importantly, teaching them how to not be adversely affected. As a natural intuitive, Janet senses underlying patterns of disruptive energy that influence our life experiences. She guides you through the clearing process, which allows you to live more consciously in the present moment as your amazing and empowered true self. You can find her uh, on her website at JanetTerese.com and also find her meditations on Spotify. On today's episode, we are introducing Janet Therese, who is an intuitive coach. She's going to talk to us about some meditations and affirmations uh, and staying grounded while uh, going through treatment and beyond. And then at the end, she's going to actually do a couple of minutes of meditation. So um, welcome, Janet. Thank you, Karen. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. Thanks, Janet. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, One of the things that we know as people who have been through treatment Mm -hmm. is that it can get absolutely terrifying and we can spiral very, very quickly into very dark places. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do uh, meditations with mm-hmm. your clients. And I know you do affirmations with your clients. Mm-hmm. And I would just love for you to be able to guide us through some meditations and kind of help us to understand what, um, what grounding ourselves can mean and what, uh, what we can do and some tips that we can do to just to ground ourselves so that we don't go to those dark places and we don't uh, spiral out of control. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot there. And um, I'm, where do I begin? Because um, the, the purpose of meditation, in my view, is to remind yourself who you really are. And uh, to help you identify as a spiritual being, to help you disidentify as a body or as the story that you may be experiencing. And I'm not invalidating the experience, don't get me wrong. I'm, the story is happening. It's appearing in consciousness. And it's not who you, you as a spiritual being are. It's just something you're experiencing. So when you go into meditation and you feel that uh, loving awareness, that is your true nature, it it makes it easier to manage the fear that comes up, the intense fear that comes up, because you can observe the fear, allow it to just be, allow it to express itself. You're not trying to run from it. You're not trying to avoid it. You're not trying to suppress it. You just allow it to be. And when you do that, it, it 
loses some of its power. You might find that it increases a bit and and then it decreases and you can watch it ebb and flow. But in meditation, if you can step back behind the story, step back into the awareness, the one who's observing the experience, that's who you really are. And that keeps you from being you know, grabbed and shoved down the black hole of despair, the the pit of despair. <laughs> Forgive me. Right. Watch the the Princess Bride with my kid the other day. He's like the pit of despair. So we <laughs> we want to stay out of that, right? So how do you do that? You do as much as you can to remind yourself who you really are, and to honor the experience that you're going through, not to ignore it, not to suppress it. Like I said. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I know what you mean. We've also talked um, a lot about uh, reshaping your words and taking uh, some of the negativity of some of the the words that you use and turning those into more positive things. Yes, yes. Can you talk about that? Yes, reframing, reframing. Thank you. That was Um, My favorite reframe go-to is what if, because everybody goes into the what if in a negative sense. Oh my gosh, what if this happens? Oh my gosh, what if it's that? What if it's more? What if it's, oh my gosh. And then, you know, I like to flip the script. What if it's not? What if it's all going to be okay? You know, what if it's not as bad as I thought? Um, What if I can get through this just fine? What if I have the support I need? What if I'm held throughout the process? What if I get through it with grace and ease? Do you know what I mean? And it instantly calms calms the body down when you can shift that perspective. I know that, you know, Melanie and I have talked so many times and Melanie, your mantra that I just absolutely love and I carry with me every time I walk into the doctor's office is don't borrow trouble and don't borrow worry. Don't borrow worry. Thank you. And and it's, you know, it's okay until somebody tells me that it's not okay. And, and, and that is something that I didn't have in the very beginning, but that's something that, you know, I, I walk into every doctor's office now and every appointment that I have with that mantra in mind is that, you know, everything's going to be okay until somebody tells me it's not, and I'm fine and I'm healthy until somebody tells me I'm not. Exactly. And when you think about, you know, you coming through your experience, Karen, that I'm not familiar with yours so much, Melanie, but um, I was with Karen, you know, every step of the way when she was going through it. And um, if, if you would know at the beginning that you'd come through it and you'd be okay and you'd be where you are now, think of all the worry you could have saved yourself, right? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. It's not easy. I, I completely get it. Um, my, I had a um, cancer scare and it was a, a cyst on my ankle that I thought was just some ganglion or something. And my doctor called me in the evening after two MRIs and he just was, he was worried. And he said, um, you know, I don't like the looks of this. And he didn't say the word, right? But he said, 
but my oncologist friend is going to come out of retirement to take care of you. And it was just like, at that point, I left my body and I was completely in shock trauma. I don't remember a thing he said after that, you know, so I get that uh, fear that um, can take over the body. And um, the work lies in, can you be present with yourself? Can you be fully present with yourself when you're going through these stressful medical situations. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I think attitude is absolutely everything. And, and so much Mm -hmm. of having that positive attitude and being able to reframe the words and being able to, to feel, feel like you're okay and say, say those words, I'm okay. And I'm going to be okay. Yeah. and, you know, having a positive attitude, I think, is so important in all of this. So here's the rub. How do you have a positive attitude and not go to spiritual bypass? Jack Cornfield calls, calls it a spiritual end run. You know, how do you uh, not go into denial? How do you uh, stay positive, but also acknowledge your process and honor your process? How do you do that? It's it's not an easy place uh, to be, but I also think you can stay positive. Like this thing is happening right now and I'm feeling some grief about it and I'm a little bit scared, but you know what? I'm okay. And I know I'm going to be okay because I'm supported. If you have a faith in a higher power, it's, it's even better. Um, I'm held by the universe, by the powers that be, by the divine, by God, by, you know, you can call it a bologna sandwich. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still the, the essence of the all that is that's bigger than you are as an individual that's holding you. So what are some practical things that people can do um, as they go into maybe a treatment room or they go, you know, going through, you know, going through chemo or going into a surgery or going into something like that. Um, what are some practical things that, that we can do? Yeah. And that's a wonderful question. There are several, but honestly, the number one on the list for me is uh, be fully present in the moment with yourself. However you can do that. I find that meditation is the best way to get there. Uh, Something as simple as following the breath. And, you know, people often think that in meditation, you have to not think, you know, I'm thinking my mind won't stop. Let let the mind go. The the mind's going to do what the mind's going to do. But that's not who you are. So if you can stop, and let's say you're, you're getting chemo, perfect time to meditate pull up a meditation on online on your phone or something that is comfortable for you. I happen to have one on Spotify, (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know, there are so, so many out there mindfulness meditations that can be done. But even if you're just closing your eyes and following the breath, not trying to distract yourself with noise, go actually go within and connect to that observer place. Follow the breath. Follow it as it rises and falls. And just, if you find yourself being grabbed by a thought, just bring yourself back to the breath. It doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. Thoughts are just going to be there. Just observe them. Just let them kind of float by and do their thing. Because if you think about it, if you just flip the script on the thought and just go, who's the thinker? Who's the one thinking? I wonder what thought I'm going to think next. You know, it's, it's, uh, Eckhart Tolle says that a lot. Just, just turn on the thought. Just turn on the thought. Who's the one that's watching you think the thoughts? That's who you are. And when you connect to that, it helps you be more present with your body. Your body's going through a traumatic experience. Be present for your body. Honor your body. Send your body love. Feel love and honor for your body. It's something that's really hard for people to do because we tend to be so self-critical. And I think it's also hard not to go to that dark place when, you know, and not to, not to have those negative thoughts. And Right. You know. But you can only think one thought at a time. And you can only think one thought at a time, then flip the script. What if everything's fine? You know, mm-hmm. my body is such a trooper. Look at you go. You know, just really flip the script because you can't think more than one thought at a time. And if you, you know, the, why I'm such a fan of meditation is just coming back into who you are. Then you can look at it as a, um, a story that's appearing in consciousness. You're experiencing, of, of course you're experiencing it. But it's, it's different. You can be present with the experience. And it makes it sacred, honestly. It makes it a sacred experience because you're being fully present with what's happening, not judging it as a good or bad experience. It's an experience that you're going through. And it's challenging while you're going through it. And I'm not saying it's not painful. It can be painful. It can be fearful. It can be, you know, very scary. And it can still be sacred. It changes the quality of the experience. Mm-hmm. What about grounding ourselves? Grounding is being fully present. Remember, we're, we're physical bodies are nature. We are nature. And <laughs> our world right now is so devoid of nature. And um, the more we can get ourselves into nature and uh, allow our physical bodies to resonate with the frequency of the planet which is just a big battery, a big, beautiful battery. And also the way you do that is by being fully present in your body. Just think of the, the earth even as something bigger than you that's holding you, that's supporting you all the time. And we're so um, just bombarded with technology that I think we just forget uh, what it's supposed to feel like. We could remember that by being out in nature and just, uh, you could do it with visualization too. You can do it in meditation. Just that there's a, there's a vertical beam of light, this energy center power current. It's called the Shashumna or it's just different people call it different things. But what I like to do is just imagine that that's your energetic spine that you could just beam like a flashlight down into the earth 
and let it connect to that crystal core of the planet. And then feel that energy coming up, filling up your body, nourishing you so that you're being fed with this frequency from the planet. And we're electromagnetic beings. We need to be uh, fed by more than just food. <laughs> Our environment feeds us or it uh, throws some interference in, you know, that uh, all the all the uh, EMF that we're being bombarded with makes it difficult. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that absolutely makes sense. Um, can you, can you give a couple of tips for visualization? I know one of the things that we talked about uh, when I was going through treatment was literally just finding those cancer cells and just like a boxer, and just punching those things and just making them go away. And so are there some, some visualization things like now, that, that? This is where I differ. Of? This is where I differ. Um, because oh, how do I um, explain this? Every it, cancer cells, if, if you're looking at it as a fight, as a punching them like a boxer, if you're doing that, you are creating an us and them and everything is one everything is one what you want to do is transform it transform the cells transform the cells so how do you do that you do that by sending it love sending the cancer cells love feel hold them in the in the palms of your hands visualize holding them in the palms of your hands sending them this rose pink light, sending them love and light and saying, thank you for calling attention. Now, now we're going to transform and love, 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 love. And you can imagine like the little Pac-Man eating the cells, but they're coming out the other end as little hearts, you know? <laughs> so think of it like it's transforming it. Think of it as, yeah, think of it as transformation rather than something that needs to be beaten down. Um, I think I think that's a better way to go. I think that, because love heals everything. Love heals everything. The frequency of love heals everything. I know I'm, I might be pushing buttons here for people. I don't mean to. I've uh, been fortunate enough to not have had that experience. But I have people around me who have. I've had people who have died who I, I was very, very close with. I have dear friends going through it right now. I, I understand it from the periphery, so I do want to qualify that. But I do feel that love is transformative, and whenever we create the frequency of fighting and creating an us and versus them, uh, we're in a lower frequency. And it's imperative that you keep your frequency higher in the frequency of love. Because what we are, our identity, our true identity, our true nature is loving awareness. All right. Well, um, can you leave us with a thought, um, maybe a, a meditation thought or a meditative thought? How about, um, should we go through a few minutes of meditation? Sure. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so... 
Take a deep breath and close your eyes on the exhale and allow yourself to just fully enter your body. Just let yourself sit down into the body like it's a big comfy chair. Just ah. And take some long, easy breaths. And every exhale, just let yourself fall in just a little bit further. A little bit deeper. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Just for this this moment, just be here now. And on the next exhale, I want you to drop down even further, dropping that beam of light that we talked about, that energetic spine, let it shine down into the planet dropping it all the way down, down, down into the center, the crystal core of the planet, and let it just bounce up all that beautiful warm energy, that warm light. Let it fill up your body, just clearing and cleaning all through your legs, through your torso, swirling around the spaces in between, just washing and clearing anything that's not necessary for your growth no longer required, clearing and cleaning through your head, around the outside of your body, around the outside of your head, around the outside of your torso, the spaces in between all the cells in your body. And then bring your attention to your heart chakra. Right in the center of your chest, go ahead and start breathing in and out of the heart. Follow the breath on the inhale and the exhale, in and out of your chest. And bring your awareness to something that you appreciate and have so much gratitude for. And as you breathe in and out of the chest and just keep feeling that gratitude, it could be anything, a small thing, a big thing, your home, your family, that you feel fine in this moment. Feel that gratitude and appreciation. And remember that who you are is this loving awareness. This is the true nature of your being. You are loving awareness. Can you hold that loving awareness for your body, for yourself?
Can you hold it for the people around you, for the people who are taking care of you? Remembering that we're all cells in the same body of consciousness. And if you need a mantra saying, I am loving awareness, I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness. All of me is loving awareness. And now allow the parts of you, the parts of your body, to align with that frequency of loving awareness. The parts that feel like it's not loving awareness. The parts that feel discordant. Allow it to resonate and match that frequency of loving awareness. allow them to transform. And with every inhale, fill your body with rose pink light. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And remember that your true nature is loving awareness. You're born perfect, perfect, whole, and complete. and allow whatever's going on to just align with that perfection. And be present with yourself the rest of the day, wishing you blessings. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Janet. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. That was really lovely. Stay present with all your beautiful selves. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Janet, and for, uh, for going through that with us and um, I appreciate just appreciate you coming on with us and and being a part of our podcast my absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me I so appreciate it absolutely wonderful to be here with you both thank you 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Only Four Words Podcast. Uh, if you have questions, please email us at questions at onlyfourwords.com. Uh, uh, please follow us and like us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Only Four Words Podcast and uh, comment. You can find us now on Spotify, on uh, uh, Amazon Music, and also on Apple Podcasts. And look for us. We're going to be on more platforms real soon. And we're going to have more exciting and interesting interviews uh, coming up and more topics. If you want to suggest a topic for us, you can uh, comment on Facebook, um, Instagram, or email us at questions at onlyfourwords.com. We would absolutely love to hear what your suggestions are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Thank you.